We're so glad that you decided to tune into the Church Rehab Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Kennedy Enterprises. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast so you can be notified each time a new episode drops. Enjoy the podcast with our host, Pastor Michelle Kennedy of Embrace You Ministry. The topic of our episode this week is why I came back. So this podcast for Church Rehab is created to have the conversation about church, our church experience. And because of my church experience, I walked away from God after being, um, almost born in church. My mama went into labor on her way to church. I had grown up in the church. I had been um, nurtured in the church. And for the first time in my life in 2010, I wanted nothing else to do with church because of the level of church hurt I had experienced. For the first time, my soul was wounded, not my feelings my soul was wounded. My soul was wounded from the hurt, from the betrayal, from the mishandling um, by leadership, from the backbiting and the talking and the inconsideration of feelings. All of those things led to me for the first time in my life, not wanting to have anything to do with church. When I walked away from church, I decided that I didn't want church ever again. I made that silent vow in my heart that church was not a place for me, but it had always been my place. It it was the place I grew up at. It was the place I spent most of my childhood because my mama believed in you go to church Every time the church door opens, like I always tell this uh, story because it's really funny to me. Um, But I remember as a child having migraines and uh, one particular Tuesday I was having a migraine and we had Bible study. And I was like, mom, I cannot go to Bible study because my head is hurting so bad. My mom never having a migraine didn't quite understand like the level of pain and torture that a migraine cost you. It was so funny to me. Now, I promise you, it wasn't funny then, but it is funny now because my mama said, well, get up and get ready for church because the best place to die is in the house of the Lord. Now, come on now. Who tells somebody that? That was hilarious um, now to me, but then I didn't understand it. So after church being everything in my life, I did not want any part with church 
or church people. So I backslid and I turned back to the ways that I was before I had truly accepted Christ in my life as an adult. So uh, way back in the day, uh, the Baptist convention used to have a youth convention called Christ Alive. And I remember at 11 years old, they did an appeal for people who wanted to accept Christ in their life. So I accepted Christ in my life at 11 years old. As an adult, I reconnected my life with Christ um, on an adult level. At around 18 years old, 19 years old, I started in ministry. During that time, I had just gotten married. I had married a minister who would soon become a pastor. We started our family really soon. And my entire life was centered around church, church, and more church. So church was a part of my life. And to get to a point that I did not want church any longer, that was really big. That was monumental. So this happened around 2010. This was during the time when my daughter, uh, she was 14 years old, sexually assaulted by the church musician, and she was impregnated. So not only am I hurt by Everything that I was experiencing in church, I was also hurt by what she was experiencing in church. So I walked away. I walked away and I started clubbing. I started drinking. I started sleeping around. I started doing all of the things that I felt like I was big enough to do or bad enough to do because my pain was so real. And I just needed something to numb the pain. So I numbed my pain with alcohol and prescription drugs. Um, but I, during that entire time, even though I was at my lowest, I still could see God's hand moving in my life. But why did I decide that I wanted to come back to church? So fast forwarding a couple of years, I ended up divorcing the pastor I was married to for a lot of reasons. Um, I began to do the work because I didn't want to be broken any longer. Like I wanted to be healed again. Like I wanted to be able to find me. I wanted to be able to be a better version of me than my children had grown to know over the past couple of years. So in doing the work, in getting into therapy, getting a life coach, becoming a life coach, I found a level of healing outside of the church that just wasn't offered in the church. I'm going to say it again. I found a level of healing outside the church that just wasn't offered in the church. I met a guy and his name is Cedric Kennedy and he is my husband. We started dating. He was a avid church goer. He would work all night and he would get up and go to church on Sunday morning. And I remember this one particular Sunday hearing the Holy Spirit say, you should be ashamed of yourself. He has been working all night 
and didn't give an excuse to attend church and look at you. I felt so convicted. But for a while, I I wasn't feeling that conviction whenever I wasn't doing something I knew I needed to do. And I heard it so plainly. So I decided, okay, so next Sunday when he get ready to go to church, I'm going to go to church with him. And it was that um, decision that started me on my road to recovery. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, while I was clubbing and drinking and things of that nature, my husband never said anything to me about what I was doing. Like he didn't say, you should be ashamed of yourself. He didn't say, you should know better. He didn't say, you used to be a pastor's wife. Why are you living like this? He said nothing, but he was kind to me and he showed me what the scripture means when it says that some won't be won by the word, but by your chase conversation. And it was his action and his chase conversation that really led me back to church. So we started going to church and I remember sitting in church and I remember hearing the pastor quote, a scripture that I really had never even heard. See, when I came um, to, I guess, reconnected to Christ as an adult, I reconnected in a denomination that was very heavily regulated. Like you couldn't wear uh, red fingernails, red lipstick. Women couldn't wear pants. Um, You couldn't be social. You couldn't go to the movies. You couldn't play cards. You couldn't drink. Everything you did was going to send you to hell. Everything, like everything would cause you to miss heaven. So I learned God as an adult from a place of fear and not from a place of love. And because I had known him as um, a big, mean God who was just waiting to cast me into Hades when I backslid. It made me feel like, oh, you done messed up now. So he don't love you. It made me feel like, oh, you've gone too far. Like the call that was on my life was canceled because I backslid. Made me feel like I was unusable. So when I came back to church, like I was in a state where I was coming to church. But I was just coming. Like I I knew from a child that I had a call on my life. But because I backslid and I was taught about this big uh, hairy God that will uh, cast you down. I didn't think that I would ever be usable. That nothing I would be able to do or say would matter anymore that I could just attend church. 
So I remember this one particular Sunday where the pastor had quoted a scripture and all I heard was my right, my kindness. That's what it was. My kindness should lead to your repentance. And I, I was so puzzled. I was like, I don't think I've ever heard that scripture. So I had to search and search and search the scriptures to find this particular scripture. And it is Romans 2 and 4. And I'm going to be reading from the CEV um, translations. It says, you surely don't think much of God's wonderful goodness or of his patience and willingness to put up with you. Don't you know that the reason God is good to you is because he wants you to return to him. That scripture resonated in my soul. And I started thinking about the years that I was out of fellowship with Christ, because that's what backsliding is. And all the time that I was outside of the fellowship with him, I could still see his hand of protection. I can still see his hand God in my life. I could still see him keeping and protecting my children. Uh, there were even times because I have the gift of prophecy. There was even times when he would lead me to say things to people. And even in the midst of my struggle, um, I would be like, what do you mean you want me to tell them that? Look at how I am. Look at where I am. But this scripture brought me to a decision point. Of why should it have to take his raft to get me back in his uh, fold in relationship with him? And why would his goodness and kindness do that? So this was a turning point for me. This was a turning point for me deciding, you know, I think I want to be in relationship with Christ. But I didn't want it the way I had it before. Like I wanted to know Christ. I knew church. There's nothing in the church I hadn't done. I didn't need to know church. I needed to know Christ. So I started seeking Christ for myself. I started reading the scriptures for myself. Statistically, they say that 65% of what we know about the Bible is what was told to us and not what we read. So when I started reading the Bible for myself, when I started seeking Christ outside of church, when I started having direct access to him, 
and not feeling as if I've got to go through a priest, a pastor, a prophet, or anybody else. It shifted where Christ was in my life. I started going directly to him. And when I needed him, I didn't need anybody's permission. As I started studying, as I started getting closer to the Lord, I began to feel that connection that I once had. I began to feel his presence all around me. It was then that I knew I was making my way back. So let me ask you, are you out of fellowship? Are you out of communion? Uh, Have you walked away because of Something that happened in church. If so, (laughs) I want to encourage you to get on the road to recovery. And church rehab can be there to help assist you. See, my aim in life is to be to others what no one was to me. See, I didn't have anybody having conversation with me about what happened to me in church. I didn't have anybody validating that what happened to me in church, what happened to my daughter in church, what happened to my children in church was wrong. Should have never happened. Didn't display the love of Christ. It was hard for me to get past it and to understand how Christ, who said he loved me, could treat me so bad. But what I realized is that it wasn't Christ who was treating me bad. It was the people. And when I really started thinking about how in spite of my shortcoming, how in spite of What all I did, in spite of me walking away from him, he never walked away from me. He was always there. And when I turned around, he was there waiting for me. So it really was his kindness that drew me back to him. So the loving kindness of my husband and the goodness and kindness of God is what brought me back to church started me on my recovery and my aim and my goal is to help some other people recover. Why? Because I've learned that there's a different way of doing it and that you don't have to throw church all the way away or walk away from it or have nothing to do with church people. But if you learn kingdom and Put church in the right perspective. Oh, you'll see him in a whole different way. Because Christ didn't come preaching church. Christ came preaching kingdom. I'm going to say it again. Christ didn't come preaching church. He came preaching kingdom. So as I began to look in the scripture and discover exactly what Christ's mission was, it wasn't to build or establish the church. He said he was coming so that the kingdom of heaven may be established. 
What is that kingdom? It is the extension of heaven here on earth. When we were given dominion in the garden, Christ restored that through the crucifixion. So now we have that dominion all over again. We should not be church dwellers. We should be kingdom dwellers. See, when you are living the kingdom's way, you're living according to how the king has established. Remember, the Christ said we will be joint heirs with him. So that means that we're joint heirs. All those things that Christ had access to, we now have access to. We have access to it through his name. So we need to reestablish, reclaim, rebuild, redeclare what church is. That's what rehab does. So as I said uh, on the last episode, I'm your church rehab facilitator. Let me help you. If you want more of church rehab,
again, this podcast has been created so that we can have the real conversation. I am a master life coach uh, certified for about five years and I now certify other coaches. So we have resources if you need help getting through this process. So church rehab is going to be so much more than just a podcast. Now, even though you are watching the episode on our YouTube channel, The podcast is dropped every first and third Friday, and that is dropped on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, um, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts. So you are able to listen to the actual podcast um, on many podcast platforms. Those are dropped every first and third Friday at 8 p.m. And then the YouTube video of the podcast recording is released on the first and third Saturdays at 10 a.m. So however you desire, uh, whether you like to listen or whether you like to view, we have it both available for you. We appreciate you for taking the time to watch our podcast or listen to our podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Here is a blooper reel from the Church Rehab Show recording. You are in for a real treat. Oh, so, yes, we're going to switch the lane. So, we're going to, in this segment, uh, the executive producer, uh, why don't we talk about growing up in different um, denominations, uh, Baptist versus growing up Pentecostal versus, okay. yeah, oh, yeah, that's going to be good. I can talk good. about non-denomination, but they can talk about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Pentecostal, I didn't see until recently. <laughs> So that would be more like Pentecostal. (laughs) Yeah, but she goes by no, no. See, come somebody that y'all doing is off. That's why you have to seek the Lord out for your. We're trembling in field. I got to put it together.